Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo wee woo. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Apollo. We are almost on the weekend. It is, uh, it is Friday evening, uh, so I pray you all have an amazing weekend. Uh, but before we get to that weekend, we have uh, some really amazing people here today. So we've had a number of uh, people from the state of Hawaii uh, who are amazing individuals who are fighting tirelessly for the absolute criminality, the evil that we are seeing uh, forced upon our children and others. Uh, we have several more who hopefully will be joining us shortly, but we have a couple with us right now. So uh, before we get started, I'm just going to remind everyone we are on Frank's speech. Thank you so much. Uh, we are on Lindell TV too. Uh, you can go to mypillow.com since you are there. Uh, use uh, promo code CD21 and uh, you can get up to 66% off. But because we've got a lot in store for you, I'm not going to waste any time. So we're going to bring on a couple of our guests. Uh, so first off, we have Kimberly Kopchek. Welcome back. Thank you for uh, for joining us again. And you brought an all-star cast, uh, Dr. Jennifer Smith. We had you on uh, several weeks ago as well. And it was one of my favorite interviews. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us. I know you have a lot to talk about. I'll, uh, I'll start with you, Kimberly. And then uh, Dr. Smith, please, you uh, introduce yourself as well. Hello, hi everyone. My name is Kimberly Kopachek. I'm a family nurse practitioner here on Oahu for the last 22 years. Um, I originally did the COVID testing, trying to protect our community members, and I saw the corruption. And I uh, after that, I uh, stopped doing that, and I went into functional medicine to be able to heal the body from a cellular level. And now I'm uh, one of our Oahu freedom fighters that are very active in our community to expose the corruption and the lies, and to continue to share the truth and educate our community and inspire them um, to give them hope. So we are here for them. Thank you. And uh, Dr. Smith, the, the floor is yours. You, you have uh, quite an amazing background as well. Uh, so please share with us a little bit of your expertise. Thank you, Apollo. Um, aloha, everyone. Um, again, my name is Dr. Jennifer Smith. I have a PhD in microbiology and molecular cell sciences with subject matter expertise in respiratory viruses. For the last nearly five years, I have worked as an epidemiologist at the Hawaii Department of Health, where I blew the whistles on the lies of the leadership at the Hawaii Department of Health. Um, since then, I have been discharged from my position. Uh, I've been trying to share science-based evidence and information. We started a group called Ethical Science Council, so we're trying to get information out there to help people feel informed um, and educate themselves so they can make good decisions for themselves and their families. Awesome. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the two of you start it off. I'm going to get... Uh, our, our next guest who we do have ready, uh, Jessica, 
So I know there's a lot going on with, with Hawaii, and I, I want to talk about a little bit about uh, some of the absolute tyranny that we're seeing, the unbelievable dictatorial moves that we're seeing in, in, uh, in Hawaii in particular, but you know all over the country as well. But since we do have you, I'll let you, Dr. Smith, start off, uh, and then we can move on to some other things when we have our other guests. Yeah, so last time I was on, I really wanted to talk more about um, a lot that's been going on here, because even though we are part of the United States, uh, we're an island in the middle of an ocean, uh, at least 2,000 miles from the nearest state, and so I think people have really not been paying attention to what's been happening here. Um, It's really easy for the leadership here to impose a lot of tyrannical measures because of that. So the first... um, um, In fact, last time I was on, we still were under a lot of the mandates. Um, They finally lifted the mask mandate for a majority of people um, at the end of March. So March 26th, we were finally free um, to go indoors without a mask on our face um, after two years. Uh, This started with travel. So Hawaii was the only state in the country that required a test to travel here. Um, And then some islands actually required a second test upon arrival. This also then went to the vaccine passport. So then after these injections rolled out, they were requiring people to be injected to come here. Initially, it was only those who had been injected in Hawaii could prove their status. And then it was moved on to anyone um, injected elsewhere to show a card to be able to come to the islands. I had written at that time a statement, um, a science-based evidence opposing vaccine passports. I had sent it to the lieutenant governor the mayor, as well as the state senator, and I got crickets. No one, no one responded. Um, this then resulted in the next level of tyranny, which was the safe pass. So after 65% of our population had been vaccinated, they initiated the safe pass, which meant that people had to show their vaccine card in order to go to restaurants, gyms, museums, movie theaters, really any event. So that locked out a lot of the population from being able to go out um, and enjoy the island. So at the same time, they rolled out the safe pass. So it was really interesting because we saw the highest number of deaths in that month from the entire um, pandemic. So that was September of 2021. We had 193 deaths that month. So clearly this uh, requirement was really not stemming the tide at all. And then, of course, um, with the mask mandates and all that continued, they continued to move the the goalpost for us. So they said initially after a certain percent of positivity, we would be able to open the state. And then they changed that to um, a certain percentage of vaccination. So when 70% of our population had been vaccinated, they said they were going to open everything up and free, free us. And that didn't happen. So they kept moving the goalposts and moving the goalposts. And again, March 25th, they finally dropped the mandates. The safe pass is still in place. Um, Businesses and restaurants are still welcome to continue doing that. Um, But they've also, even though dropped indoor mask mandate, they're still requiring it for certain areas like healthcare, prisons, as well as the schools. So I think that's the main thing we were gonna talk about today is the children, because the children are still required to wear a mask indoor all day long. So universal masking of children is still happening here in Hawaii. And I, uh, you know, it it shocks me, not so much that they're still doing it, um, but the fact that these people are able to say it with such a straight face. 
I mean, you, you if you could go in a, uh, real quickly a little bit into how absolutely ridiculous the masking is, uh, just while I get on our other guests. Well, I also wanted to add that um, Hawaii is one of the states where they built quarantine facilities. So our Senator Kai Kahele really wants us to be like Australia. So they built three quarantine facilities on each island, one on um, several different islands. So we have quarantine facilities and our airport just instituted facial recognition software. So um, they're still continuing down this path um, to try to keep people controlled. Um, as far as masking the children, I shared this, uh, I don't know if I shared this before, but, you know, we've talked about children and the risk for COVID and children are simply not at risk for severe disease or hospitalization from this virus. So it makes no sense, really. Um, they're, their study after study has also shown that children are just not drivers of transmission of the virus. Um, and here in Hawaii specifically, um, only 1% of those age 0 to 17 that were tested positive for COVID had been hospitalized. That's only 1%, which was less than around 200 children over the last two years. And most of them had underlying medical conditions for which they probably just, you know, in a, in inadvertently tested positive for the virus. Um, in addition, no, no child, not one single child age 0 to 17 in Hawaii has died from or with COVID. Unbelievable. And now, in you know, even in, in light of that, they're still pushing now remdesivir. They're still uh, taking actions that are essentially going to do nothing but murder children. Correct. And the thing is, they're really suppressing the information about the adverse events here in Hawaii. I remember when the vaccines first or the injections first rolled out, there were at least three cases of myocarditis in, in teen boys at one of the, the uh, children's hospitals here that never made the news. No one has talked about that or any of the event, adverse events that are occurring here in the children. Um, they required all um, student athletes to get the injections um, to be able to play sports. They required all teachers to get the injections. They required all state and county workers to get the injections um, or they would lose their job. We actually lost positive COVID newborns here that died from remdesivir. So we did lose children, and this not is, from COVID, but from remdesivir, right? And this is before this, uh, you know, this now a approval, we'll, we'll call it yes. approval came down. This was before that even. They were already Correct. giving remdesivir to babies. Right. That's when I went on Dr. Arda's show to expose that what was happening here in Hawaii. They were giving it to pregnant women, postpartum women, children with asthma, um, they were giving it from newborn all the way up to elderly here in Hawaii. Unbelievable. Um, so if you could, uh, I'm going to uh, turn this over to you for one second, Kimberly, and then we have two more of our guests on. So I'm going to, I'm going to uh, get them queued up while, uh, while you take the reins for a minute. Okay. So unfortunately my video, it kept freezing. So I had to keep coming on. Um, but I, we're, we're really here, especially today, because here in Hawaii, I missed a lot of what Dr. Smith had said because I had to keep coming back on. But here in Hawaii, because our mask mandates were kind of last in the U.S. to be lifted, that, was, that occurred on March 26th. However, here in Hawaii, our children have to continue to go to school wearing these masks that are causing them more harm than good. So the benefits don't outweigh the risk. Um, we are going to the Department of Education. We are doing events there. Um, Jessica, who is going to be here with us, 
she is actually um, going to the Department of Education and confronting the staff members there. She scheduled an appointment with uh, the interim superintendent, Keith Hayashi, and she's going to be sharing her experiences. Um, she posted it on Instagram yesterday, and it was devastating the situation that she was um, put in. And it was awful because she was bringing uh, paperwork there for the parents and the children. Even the children wrote messages of how it's affecting them being in school, having to wear these masks, having to social distance, not being able to communicate with their teachers. I have family members um, reaching out, telling me what's happening with their children here in our community, that they're, they have these developmental milestones. And it's not a coincidence that they change the developmental milestone from 12 months up to 30 months. There's a reason. It's to fit their agenda. We are seeing children, especially the younger children, who are learning to speak, who are learning to read. Um, they can't see their, their teacher's expressions. They can't see uh, the, how they're articulating. They can't hear how the teacher is pronouncing certain words. So there's a big, huge developmental delay. What about the children who have hearing impairment um, and they need to lip read? It, it's just very disheartening to see what's happening to our children. The children are here are continuing to be programmed and shown that their parents don't have a hearsay in their safety, their well-being, their best interests, their health. They're showing that the Department of Health, um, excuse me, the Department of Education, Keith Hayashi is the one in control. And that's what was very upsetting to me is our, our local news, KITV4, finally came out to the second event that we had. And unfortunately, they were manipulating the wording that Jessica was using to fit their narrative. Their narrative is to show the power and control that the Department of Education has on the children. I would love to see the children all be pulled out of this um, educational system because of the corruption. I am hoping that we will be able to start our own educational systems outside of the current systems to be able to unmask the children and let them be free and let them be children and let them have the life that we we had. Um, we. You know, I, I'm just very disheartened to see that this is continuing and that they're saying that they're going to continue to wear the mask until the end of school, that graduation, it, you know, they're still affecting graduation. These children don't even have symptoms. They're asymptomatic. Never in my career have we put masks on people who don't have symptoms. If you don't have symptoms, that means that your body is taking care of either you've caught a virus or you were never exposed to the virus. Um, your body's handling it. So it doesn't make sense that we're continuing to mask, mask the children. Um, we are here today, there, we're all just community members that are coming to support our community. You know, we come from different backgrounds. Some of us lost our jobs and some are just caring citizens. We have parents that are now standing up for their rights. It's sad to see the children, um, the ones that get medical exemptions, the ones that get um, religious exemptions, they, they're able to be free from these masks, but it's sad because they want to put their mask back on because with children, they this is the time of bonding for them, for making connections. Human connections is what we're supposed to be doing, loving one another. Um, they aren't able to make these connections. And so to be a part of the group, especially for teenagers, right? They want to fit in. If you're not fitting in, you're an outcast. So the ones that actually have been free, they are now outcasts. So they sadly want to put their mask back on. Um, we have we have Jessica here. Oh, hi, Jessica. Hi, how's it? <laughs> Kyle, well, I mean, Kyle, the main, Kyle, the main Kyle's supposed to be joining us as well. He's coming out. I'm just getting yeah, him set up. 
the main thing about the masks for the children is that, you know, I could talk all day long about masks and different studies that have been done and the harmful effects. But the thing is, the bottom line is it's all about the money. So we can talk about ESSER funds, which are emergency relief funds that were given to schools. Um, started with the CARES Act. Um, and then there were sub two subsequent payments under the ARP, the American Recovery Plan. So these payments were given out to schools and they had to come up with uh, plans to mitigate the spread of COVID. So in order to take these funds, there were certain criteria that they had to um, comply with. And the first requirement is that there be universal masking of the children. So here in Hawaii, they've received uh, $639.5 million. That's over half a billion dollars for the children of Hawaii in schools. Now, the question is, where is that money? Where did it go? Have they spent it? What have they spent it on? A lot of teachers said they have not seen a single change, not a single bit of equipment. A lot of the schools in Hawaii have no air conditioning. So yes. again, we can talk about good of ventilation and opening the windows and doors and why would they be at risk? Um, and this amounts to, based on the 2020 to 2021 enrollment, this amounts to over $3,600 per child that's enrolled in a public school here in Hawaii. $3,600 per child. So what is happening to this money? Where is this money? Um, essentially, this is a mass kidnapping of the children. So the DOE mm -hmm. is holding children hostage to get this federal funding. And in order to do that, they're covering their children's mouths. They're not allowing mm -hmm. them to speak. They're not allowing them to um, have that choice for themselves. Well, and so now that we do have you, Jessica, I want to give you a, a couple minutes to inter introduce yourself. Uh, and uh, in just a couple minutes, I'm going to uh, have have Kyle on as well. So, uh, Jessica, you're new to our audience, uh, and I know you're doing some great work out there in Hawaii with, with these amazing people. So uh, introduce yourself, and uh, you know, I'd like to know who you are, too, since we've just met. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on for one and just giving Hawaii a voice because right now that's all I've been trying to do. So my name is Jessica. I go by Jessica Priya a lot um, and I am on the front lines. I am putting my foot down. I am standing for all the parents, the teachers, the pretty much everyone who has been denied a voice, I'm trying to give them a voice. It's been my goal and to expose them all. And when I say expose them all, my focus is exposing these we call politicians. So again, <laughs> these people who should not be public servants because they don't actually serve the constituents. They actually do not serve the people. They are corrupt. And my goal is to really expose all of that. And I pretty much... It's almost this uh, Project Vertas like of Hawaii kind of thing at this point, I feel like. Um, we have a small team of people who are actually doing independent reporting, real reporting, um, uh -huh. and just going into these places and exposing what's happening and the treatment. I have uh, been in this movement for quite some time. I have traveled to all the islands. I have been a public speaker and just, I started just with, shopping massless, uh, just knowing my rights, my constitutional rights. I stand by law. There's no, it's black or white when it comes to law. And right now, Hawaii itself is just so beyond corrupt. And we are very different than every single state on the mainland. And I am trying to give us more exposure because what's happening, so many people keep talking about New York, 
in California, and I agree with giving them exposure, but to deny what's happening here of all places in the United States is not okay. We need to give recognition. We need to expose these people. We need to show the corruption. Um, I have now been arrested two times for exercising my rights, for having talks with these politicians, for um, helping people and being um, a representative in certain situations, for harassment, civil disobedience. I've gotten trespassing. I've been through the ringer. Uh, I have definitely learned the rhetoric. I know how it goes. And yesterday was one of those experiences that kind of just holds dear to my heart because I'm front lines, but I'm representing so many and I get phone calls, emails, messages, you name it from parents out here, people, even children. Um, I just, my heart breaks. I am doing the best that I can and I have an amazing group of people and some of the people are on today who are helping behind the scenes a lot or being on the front lines with us and exposing what's really happening out here to give these people a voice. And I will tell you these stories are tragic. The isolation, the segregation, uh, the suffocation of these children is kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Um, the fact that we have this image of everyone else can live a free life and everyone on the mainland, you know, everyone can have a choice. It's a choice. What you do with your child should be a choice. And to take away that choice and to hear these stories and now the stories of the children, um, it, it's really breaking my heart. And I just wanted to deliver to Keith Hayashi a stack of papers that everyone had emailed out to give people a voice in less than, I think it was only three days we asked. And we had a stack like this huge to deliver and I wanna expose it. So yesterday was a really horrible day. Uh, I was told to come to a meeting with Keith Hayashi, who's the internment superintendent of Hawaii. And I was told to come alone. I was told I could not record. I was told that I had to um, abide by all these guidelines. I actually posted it, uh, the email. I'm full disclosure, I have nothing to hide. So basically going to that was really weird. He disclosed the location within 20 hours of the meeting. Um, and this is after rallying at the DOE. This is after two years of everyone being unanswered. This is after like literally hunting this person down. Does he even exist? I mean, this is, that was the craziest part. Does this person even exist? So when I got to see him, I take full advantage as much as I can. If I can get my foot in the door, I'm going to. So the fact that he agreed to a meeting, this was huge for us. He only allocated 30 minutes to us. So we've been working with a team of people. We have all this information. We had a presentation ready to deliver with, within 30 minutes. And when I arrived, this school that he gave me the location to is gated. And it's surrounded too by ATVs, police, sheriffs. Um, I had to go up to the gate to be like, hey, I have a meeting. I was told to just show up. He was allowed to have a note taker. I never agreed to the terms, but what wound up happening is, is essentially um, was that we observed it. So when we observed these rules, we never agreed to it. We have to be very cautious of our words. When I speak of law, I want to be very clear that we really do care about everything and we, we were very cautious with our words and what we agreed to. So I had an arbiter with me um, 
to basically speak for me and I wanted to be the note taker. When we pulled in after they had to unlock these gates, uh, I was shocked. We waited in the car for 40 minutes. And what unfolded under that was a denial of the meeting. And I, my mind was just like, are you serious? So what wound up happening is, is because I had an, an arbiter. Now, I want to remind you guys, I'm a female. I'm 37 years old. I'm showing up to a facility. There's 15 people and all of these uh, official people are all men. And I am told I can't record. I'm told I have to come alone. I have been arrested twice. I have been assaulted. I have to be careful for myself. It is in my right and my constitutional right to have an arbiter present. And that is exactly what happened. And I exercised that right. Uh, it was a very scary situation. And actually, when my arbiter tried to get out of the vehicle, Ryan Luther, uh, the, the gentleman who to me, I believe that he's probably a higher ranking FBI. Like he claimed that he only works for the DOE. He was there at the BOE meeting, which is the board of education meeting that I was at. Uh, he recognized me. He's like, Oh, do you remember me? I'm like, Oh my goodness. It's the same guy. And he's from Texas. It was, and he had this, uh, ring on his finger and this ring was a masonry ring. Uh, and that, was alarming to start with so we already know we'll play nice but mm -hmm. we, we kind of see where we're at right now it was a it was a very uncomfortable situation for me so when he, well, luther they, tried to get sorry, out of the I vehicle wanna, uh, yeah, sorry i just want to uh, no, 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 no. I, I don't mean to interrupt <laughs> you i just uh it it's proving more and more every day exactly how uh how corrupt and connected the entire system is people we were being told that like everything is like this butterfly effect and it's just like chaos and there, there is absolutely a larger agenda going on. And uh, just before we uh, before we move on, we do have Kyle with us. So I'm going to I'm going to drop off here. Uh, Kyle, welcome to the show. Please introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, I'm sorry it, it took you a little bit to to uh, to get you on here. Uh, but I, I know you've got quite an amazing group of people here who are who are fighting really hard for all of us. So absolutely. I'll let you introduce yourself. Absolutely. Well, aloha, everybody. Um, this is Kyle just reporting from Honolulu with Nurse Kim and Jessica mm -hmm. and Dr. Jennifer Smith. Great people. And basically, we are a, a very small but vocal group of people that want to resist uh, the New World Order system. We saw how evident it was with 2020 and the lockdown. And uh, from that point, I mean, nothing made sense. Absolutely. And um, I've been a teacher for about 14 years. I've always known that the system has been corrupt, but it was really uh, the COVID response that uh, basically uh, caused me to resign. And that was this year. And I think that a, lo a lot of these people go along with the system because they're paycheck. And that is the honest truth. Uh, people, they, they need financial security. And with that, you can exploit people. You can cause them to do things they, they wouldn't do otherwise. And uh, it's just really sad. And um, this time has really exposed how our public servants are willing to sell out their fellow man for a paycheck. And it's been really hard to see that. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what they're doing. We, we've seen now uh, that... All of these people who we should not call leaders, we honestly, they are at this point, I don't think these people are anything better than 
than demons. They have sold out all of us. They continue to sell out all of us. They, as far as I'm concerned, have sold their souls and continue to do do so every day that they do not, uh, you know, do not absolutely refuse to go along with this and, and put a, an end to all this madness because real people are dying. Real people are losing their homes. Real people are losing their jobs. Real people are having to choose whether or not that they take some, some substance, some, uh, you know, it's a bioweapon, uh, this weapon mm-hmm. against humanity, uh, whether or not they're going to be able to feed their family or keep their pension or, uh, you know, be able to maintain the quality of life that they have and, pro- and provide for that family. Uh, so it, it's, it's nothing less than, than absolute evil. And these people are, are beyond sellouts. Sellouts is, is a kind word to use for them. Um, well, so now, now we do have I, I, we do have all four of you. Go ahead, Kyle. Oh, I was just going to say, um, you know, the beginning of the school year, uh, I just had enough, you know, with the mask. Um, you know, uh, before summer break happened, they started to loosen restrictions here in Hawaii. And a lot of teachers were saying, oh, this is going to be the end of the mask. Everybody's vaccinated. But no, we started school. Everybody masked up. So myself and another colleague of mine at the school, we refused to wear our, our mask on the first day, you know, during the staff meetings. And uh, right there, uh, the, the administration started to get on my case. And it wasn't long after that where they declared this mask mandate and the teachers had till the end of the month to get vaccinated or you would have to, to get tested. And I just wasn't going to play along with that, you know. And so uh, I, I was just fed up with all of that. And um, it, it was just very disturbing to see how nobody was getting it, you know, but a very small minority of people. Um, I want to say something real quick here. Uh, the church has classically, uh, like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., has stood up against discrimination and and this is one of those times where I saw the church was completely asleep, except for yes. a very small 100%. minority. 100%. Totally asleep. Yes. Yeah. I- I- except for a very small minority of believers, but for the most part, the church was going along with it. And that was probably one of the most disheartening things to see through all of this. I've realized that it's really up to individual folks like Nurse Kim Jessica and Dr. Jennifer, uh, we have to be the ones to rise up and not depend on politicians, not depend on the church. We have to rise up and take the power back. Yes. So I just wanted to say that. Absolutely. And thank you for saying that, by the way, Kyle. That's very important. I, uh, and I, I'm, um, I need to do one quick read real, real uh, fast, and then I want to address exactly what you just said. Um, so just before uh, we get too far into this, cause I don't want to have to interrupt our, our guests again. Uh, I have to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by air Medicare network. Uh, so as we've seen the, uh, you know, hospital systems, the educational systems, our churches, so many have sold us out. Uh, if you ever do need an air medical transport insurance might not always cover the cost. Uh, it's extremely, extremely expensive. With the amount of unrest that we've seen over the last uh, couple of years, or if you actually do like to enjoy your life still, and uh, and find joy that the you know cabal does not wish you to have on any given day, because they wish you to lament uh, the loss of victims to a a false pandemic that they have forced on all of us, uh, and you know pray only that 
their uh, their unlimited powers may reign over us forever. Uh, if you don't want to do that and you'd like to go hike and do things outside and actually spend time enjoying your life and moving this amazing body that God has given all of us, uh, you might get hurt and you might need to be flown by an air medical transport. So for as little as $85 a year, Air Medicare Network will cover the cost of any of those transports. Uh, and it's cheaper if you're a senior, you can go find your zip code. Uh, but if you go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, you can get up to a $50 e-gift card back. They have an option for Amazon. Please do not use it because just like uh, the Fauci's and the CDC's and Pfizer and all these demons, they should go bankrupt for what they have done to all of us and done to uh, Americans who just want to live their lives and uh, you know live as decent people. Uh, so that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and promo code daily. Um, now I'm going to bring you all back on. So what you just said, Kyle, and I've heard it echoed in, in all of you, uh, you know, either I've had you on or now that you're on right now. Um, and I'm sorry for earlier. I was, I was doing a lot trying to make sure everyone was all set up so I can focus a little bit more now. Uh, but what you just said, we have seen every pillar of our society absolutely fail us. We have seen the churches absolutely fail to stand up. The pastors acted like cowards. The Christianity that people seem to follow now, preached by these people who I don't really think uh, follow the true spirit of Christ, they tell you to lie down and turn the other cheek and not to stand up for your children, not to refuse to bow to these, these absolute tyrants who want to shut down our society, even at the you know, absolute ruin of our businesses, our economy, our children's mental health. Uh, and so many other things. We've seen our school systems, like you said, Kyle, so many people fail to stand up for our children, fail to act with any moral compass, but instead they say, I have a paycheck, I've got you know, a pension, what am I going to do? Uh, it's inconvenient for me, I want to watch football. And so we're seeing them continue to fail our children. The politicians continue to fail us. Doctors are even now bagging like patients, they're putting plastic bags over their heads and they're allowing people to be injected with all of this garbage, many of them knowing full well what is going to happen and knowing full well that they would not choose to give it to themselves or their children. So I'm going to give an open question to all of you. What is the lack of humanity? Where is the lack of any moral uh, sense of action that we are seeing in our community? Because I think the church might be one of the, you know, possibly the biggest, uh, you know, lack that we have. Uh, a true sense of spirituality, but why, why are every single uh, system, every single institution we have in our in our country right now, whether it's in Hawaii or here, why is it failing all of us and people failing to stand up for our kids? So, if I can start, um, that's a great question, and I'm not not saying this to denigrate any group or any um, race, but here in Hawaii, we have a very large part of our population that's from Asia. So a lot of Chinese, Japanese, Filipino, and these groups are historically known to be under tyrannical governments like communism, and they're used to being told what to do by the government and complying. So here in Hawaii it was very interesting to me in 2020 to see everyone just line up and comply. I mean, that was really, that was really um, an interesting sight to me because I thought, and I, and I'm sorry if this is crude, but I said, if people were told to line up, drop their drawers and spread their ash cheeks, they would do it. That's how compliant people are here. Even after all the mandates have been lifted, I went to Walmart, people are still all masked up. Our governor gave a press conference two days ago wearing two masks. 
indoors to give a press conference. Like they're just so compliant. They're so used to being beat down. And like you said, we don't have leadership here in Hawaii. We have a lot of followers. And as Jessica experienced, all the finger pointing is like, oh, we're just following what DOH says. DOH, we're just following what CDC says. Nobody wants to step up and take responsibility and be the voice. And this is one of my problems that I had with DOH in 2020 is like, we could set the standard. We don't have to follow the script. I have a PhD in virology. I have all this understanding and knowledge about these viruses and the situation and no one wanted to listen to me. And that was really frustrating and disheartening. But at the end of the day, Apollo, um, greed has become the God. Money has become the God, the almighty dollar. And as I said before, this is all about the money. In 2020, Hawaii got $2.2 billion in CARES money from the federal government, $2.2 billion billion with a B. Um, 58 million was supposed to be used for contact tracing and testing. They never hired a single soul to help us at the Department of Health. So where is the money? We need accountability. That is a big word, accountability at all levels. Where is the money? Where did it go? Who has it as a taxpayer? I am just disgusted. I didn't want to pay my taxes. How do I owe taxes? I didn't have a job for almost a year, but I have to pay taxes. They're using all this money. They're just spending money like water. What are they doing? This is the biggest bankruptcy of the American people. Um, and again, the 639 and a half million that went to schools here in Hawaii. Where's the money? What are they doing with it? Whose pockets are being lined? We need accountability because the almighty dollar has become the new god right absolutely right um and that's i think what we've seen is not only the lies about uh you know the effects of the vaccine about what covid really is about the death rate like every single piece of this entire narrative has been an absolute lie and at the same time which i think was really important when we had you on before you highlighted that there you know, they're charging all this ridiculous amount of money and all of a sudden all these companies that never had anything to do with medical uh, devices or medical sales or uh, providing medical equipment, all of a sudden they all came out of nowhere and were supplying the, these massive amounts of tests and, and, and it made no sense. And we're seeing school, uh, school boards, school districts, all the way up to the state and federal government Essentially, I, I think they're absolutely ripping off taxpayers. They're just stealing what little money we do have left in this country after having devalued our currency and sent billions of dollars over in aid uh, and stolen it in so many other ways. Uh, the, every part of it is absolutely a lie. Now they're just ripping us off while they watch us all suffer. Right. I don't want my tax dollars to go for testing. That's a waste of resources. It's a waste of money. It's a huge waste of money to test somebody who has no symptoms. They're simply not sick. Stop testing healthy people. Stop mm -hmm. wasting my money. There are so many other things that they could be spending this money on and they're just using these resources so unwisely. It's really, really disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And using my tax dollars to bail out Big Pharma, I mean, that's a whole nother like show. Absolutely. Well, we have to we have to think about we have to think about the previous coronaviruses okay this is ridiculous they cause upper respiratory infections which is called the common cold they do not cause guillain-barre they do not cause cardiovascular systems they don't cause neurological issues they don't cause 
myocarditis in children. They do not cause death like this. So we have to have red flags going up and we have to question things that are happening. And as we know, we already know what the agenda is. Like I've told you before, we know what Klaus Schwab has said for the World Economic Forum. We know what he wants our numbers of humans to be at 2030. And like we've talked about before, they, he, they, he wants the people who are already programmed and have been conditioned. And, and as Jennifer mentioned, the people came here for freedom from Asia. What did he say? He said Japanese and Chinese. And the rest are just numbers to them. And it's very disheartening because we are coming here with love to try and protect them, to educate everybody. And you're smiling at them and you just want to love them. And they look at you like you're the threat because of what they're seeing on the, the news, right? What they're seeing in the, what they're reading in the newspaper, what they're hearing on the radio. Go get your booster. Go get your booster. This makes absolutely no sense. Even with the flu vaccine, they put three or four strains when there's hundreds of strains. They give you one shot a year. People need to start questioning. And the problem is we have no one holding our politicians accountable. No one's holding the Department of Health accountable. No one's holding our Department of Education accountable. We, the people, are standing up for the people because no one's coming to save us. But when we go to hold them accountable, they laugh in our face. They smirk at us and they brush us off like Jessica. I want everyone to go to Instagram and see Jessica's videos. They are so devastating. And the, my heart hurt for her yesterday to see it was like going into prison. She was in lockdown in this gated area with all these men laughing and smirking at her when all she was trying to do was have a meeting that Keith said he would have. And he would they, no one would even accept her big stack of papers from these caring parents and even children writing messages. And well, that share isn't what the mayor, your heart, share no, what the I mayor what said what. to you. Yeah, yeah so I also had talked. I also had talks with the mayor. So yesterday was a busy day for me. I went to a luncheon for a women's network group. Um, I like to kind of surprise our politicians as a whole, um, but I am civil. I'm just trying to have conversation. I'm trying to get meetings. I had an incident happen where I showed up at a bank event and I spoke with the mayor and Kyle was actually with me for that event. And we had to do some undercover reporting pretty much. And I went in, I looked all super nice, just dressed up like everyone else, so fancy. And you know, rules for thee, not for me. These people are unmasked, including our governor, our mayor. And this is when indoor masking was still mandatory. And I wanna make that very clear. This is also why we like to expose all of this. Um, well, Department of Health never, in, when I worked in the Department of Health in 2020, sorry to interrupt, but we never wore masks. We were not told to wear masks even inside the Department of Health. Yeah. So, and again, a mandate's not law. So freedom of choice, it should always be there. What you want to do for your own body, what you want to choose for your own children, that is your choice, right? And no one should mandate or tell you it's even law, which is alarming too, because I've spoken with many officers and they don't even know that a mandate's yes. not law. So yes. uh, that I, the educational realm of educating people on this has been our, again, grassroots of just educating even just officers. It's it's alarming. So when I spoke with the mayor um, at that, I asked for a town hall. All we're asking for is to have our voices be heard. That's been my there's so many stories and so many personal accounts of um just damages, personal damages, emotional, physical, financial, you name it. it I, it's alarming. So many people are leaving this island even because of this. 
all the people that are being pushed out, there's a higher agenda here. And if we don't see that and if we don't keep fighting for that. So this mayor, he told me, oh, when I tell you he sticks his finger in my face, he's a very proud man. I talked about the thousand businesses that went out of business, local businesses. Um, And I had the chance to have another meeting with him yesterday at this event. And I talked Mm -hmm. to him very casually and I just said to him, when do we get our town hall? What happened? You never got back to me. You never talked because what happens when you confront these people, they run, they go into buildings, they have bodyguards, they go, it's, it's outstanding how much protection that they have and how they deflect. I'm actually so curious how much the taxpayers spend even on the funding for these bodyguards and these people and the security because yesterday, again with the mayor, I was shocked he didn't have anyone, so I was able to have talks. He gave me his personal number, let's see what happens. We will be following up with that, I always say, you know, and I'm full disclosure. But again, we have not had a town hall. No one's voices have been heard. The one time that we all finally got a voice was when they tried to implement Safe Access Oahu. We had over 8,000 testimonies, 99% were against Safe Access Oahu, and they still did it, and our mayor, spoke publicly basically saying oh i didn't have time to watch i i didn't have time to listen i was busy doing this this and this but i've i've sat down i've talked to a few people this is the problem these public servants are not serving the people i don't get paid to do what i do i do everything from my heart right i it's because i'm passionate i'm caring and i see the corruption and i want to expose it all but these public servants who some are elected some are selected or appointed right and we need to really make this distinction too because they need to be arrested for crimes against humanity and we don't have anyone stepping up for us the our sheriffs are appointed um our superintendent the boe everyone's appointed why did we take that away we gave up that we need to get that back we the people need to have a voice everyone deserves a voice and what happened yesterday was a travesty in us literally wanting to break down even what the superintendent's job was so what wound up happening is we have highlighted we will expose all of this and we want to expose all of this but again this is the problem that's happening right now the corruption runs so deep and everyone wants to say you need to approach it a certain way i will say why people are compliant yes culturally speaking but you know what what's interesting is again the higher ups do not follow what they like speak on again i always say actions speak louder than words so many people are all talk so many people say so much but where are you and where i'm at right now where are the people who are going to be standing up giving the voice to people standing by the constitution standing by our rights and backing us in all of this and if you cannot do that you should not be serving the people and hold any place in politics whatsoever in a government position expose them all at this point that's where i stand you're absolutely well, right, remember. and I'll remind everyone there is no uh, there is no statute of limitations on murder, and they are murdering all of us. And yes. th- at this point, well, the people who have rolled this out, they are murdering us outrightly, and the people who are allowing it to, to happen and are not standing up, they are complicit in that murder. This is a mass murder of people of all ages all over this country. Uh, and I'll, I'm gonna, uh, I want to uh, ask you, Kyle, too. Um, you know, as a man, because I think, you know, number one, I, I thank you for being one of those individuals who uh, is actually uh, is, is giving a shit 
uh, because yes. I, I see a lot a big lack of people giving a shit. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm going to use some French right now. But <laughs> the, uh, Absolutely. Like, you know, we have these women like you and the, the mama bears are carrying it. No, no, I mean, it does. So where are the men? Why are they? There should be, if this yeah. were in 1776, there, oh man, the heat that these people were, would be feeling, they wouldn't even be occupying these offices anymore. Yep. So, so I remember. Let me just say something real quick. Okay. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that, you know, we've been to all the islands at their <laughs> various freedom rallies that they've had, and it's dominated by strong women. And I have to ask myself, uh, why am I one of the only few men that are out there? Uh, men, you've got to get off your ass and yes. you have to come support, you know, this, this movement uh, for freedom and resistance against tyranny, you know? And unfortunately, I think before the, the people wake up in mass, uh, people have to get really uncomfortable. And I, I think that we're headed for some even more perilous times. The last two years has been a beta test, you know, to, to see how willing we are to be slaves and, and to just take it. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that we're headed for the great tribulation and there's no escaping it. Uh, we're yep. going to have to be put through the fire uh, so that human beings get off their knees and, and stop, mm -hmm. you know, complying and, and stop acting like slaves and, and allowing themselves to be um, deceived by media propaganda. Uh, it, it, it's really the test of time. That's what I think we're going through. And I think men will stand up when we get to a certain period, but by that period, it's going to be too late. You yes. Um, you know, I hear them say all the so time, yeah. yeah, well, we won't give up our guns. Are you sure? Because you've given up your schools. You've given up your children. Many of you have given mm -hmm. up your jobs. You've given up so many things. You've allowed them to shut down our entire society, to tell you you could do business, to tell you you could go outside, to tell you uh, that you could go into your, your kids' schools. You, you allowed them to, uh, to mask your children. You allowed them to shut down your churches. And then... And then I, I see all these men who, who sit like keyboard warriors and say, well, we'll never give up our guns. We still have the second. <laughs> what what are you talking about? Where well, have you been? You bring, it's interesting you bring that up because that's a point I wanted to make, too. So first I wanted to say one of the things that stood out to me when Jessica spoke with the mayor yesterday was his comment about stay in your lane. So this is what it is, is like no one's, again, no one's willing to step up to take charge and be a true leader. So the mayor's like, well, you know, I have to stay in my lane. Like I don't have as much authority as you think. So that's one problem. The second thing is, um, as you bring up guns here in Hawaii, we have the strictest, strictest rules and regulations mm -hmm. for owning firearms. So again, as Kyle mentioned, I think Hawaii has been a proving ground. Um, as I said, our yep. state Senator Kai Kahele wants us to be like Australia. They've built quarantine facilities here. They have, we don't have as much gun ownership here as we do on the mainland. And the thing is really interesting though, because we do have every single branch of the military here in Oahu. Every single branch of the military is on this island. So that might be our saving grace because we do have the military here. Uh, it's the largest military contingent in any state. Um, but again, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting that you bring up guns because I was thinking about this yesterday and told my husband that I said, you know, because they, they can enforce more and push more on the people here because we don't have that. 
we don't have that um, as free here. You know, the permitting process takes at least a year. I want to comment on the military since you brought that up. Um, I stop our military when I see them in their uniform. I don't care if I'm at Costco. I don't care if I'm at the airport, wherever I might be. And I ask them, hypothetically, if we were in World War III, World War IV, whatever you want to call it, are you going to represent us, we the people, or are you going to represent our corrupt uh, government? And you know what? I've only had one person out of all of them respond to me that they would protect us. Nobody knows what their role is. I ask them about their oaths. Unfortunately, just like everyone else, everyone the military has complied. Most people in our military, we have um, what four branches here? They have all complied and yes. took. Most of them have taken. Okay, most of them have taken these these experimental shots. Right? We don't know what we don't know. They don't know what their rights are. They have worked hard to protect and serve us. And so now they're being told you either take the shot or you lose everything that you've worked for. I know some people who haven't taken the shot and they're ready to give in to another. I'm learning about all these other new vaccines that I've never even heard of because they're saying, hey, this one's probably okay. No, nothing's okay right now. They are all bioweapons and they are meant to kill us off. They are meant to weaken our adaptive immune system to fight cancer, to fight infections. I am praying every day and begging people not to give in they've been fighting this whole time but you know what they're tired they're tired of going through the appeal process they're tired of not having the support why is it that we have reached out numerous times to all the attorneys here and no one's helping us i want one attorney you see all of our names here reach out to one of us on facebook instagram telegram i don't care where show us and that you're bold courageous and brave and you are going to stand up and fight up for us no one's fighting for us well probably because they're for the bar association right but let's just say, I just want one person in Hawaii to stand up for us. And who's going to hold them accountable? So I want to ask you a question, uh, Dr. Smith. You know, <laughs> on the point that, that, yeah, they're killing all of us. You have this mRNA technology, which until fairly recently, I think, was a mystery why they chose it. It, uh, it made no real sense if you look at the medical literature or the history of of vaccines i know you have particular uh you know experience with that so now there's been you know a number of doctors a number of studies people have been looking at this and how it actually disables the immune system and allows whatever it is they're putting in this mrna uh you know information it allows it to like slip past your immune system so that it can then be incorporated can you just briefly tell us is is there any part of this that could possibly be explained uh, you know, as, as actually based in, in the public health? No, this is not about public health. Um, public health is about all areas of health. So it's not just about one infectious disease. And that's the biggest message that I was trying to get across in 2020 is that health is encompasses mental health, which is education, emotional health, health, spiritual health, as well as financial wellness. Now, what's important to you in terms of health may not be important to me. So public health is not supposed to, you know, you go to the doctor, doctor treats an individual. Public health is to is about all people in all communities. It's for the whole, the benefit of the whole community. It's not just about focusing on this one single infectious disease. And they've thrown the baby out with the bathwater, uh, essentially. So they've thrown public health out the window. And I have a colleague who's been in public health over 25 years, and he's just so distraught. He's like, 
so mad at public health officials and he's like where are they where have they been why are they not being accountable and standing up for public health so they've destroyed all other areas of health for this one virus and this virus <clears throat> that is as i said the 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 response is not proportionate to the threat it's simply not um we know about this virus. We know about coronaviruses. As I said, um, everyone shouted, oh, this is a brand new virus, this novel virus, novel. No, it's not. This is SARS reemerge. We know about SARS. Scientists have been studying SARS since it emerged in 2003. That's over 17 years of data and information that we have. We know about the immune response. We know about how they couldn't make a vaccine to the original SARS and the reasons for that. And no, this mRNA, first of all, it's not technology. This mRNA is, yes. comes from God, God himself, yes. because this is yes. the basic principle underlying biology. DNA makes mRNA, mm -hmm. makes protein. Mm -hmm. It's a basic biological function. It's not a new technology. It was not invented by anyone except for God himself. So I, I get so mad about that. I just want to dispel that. But yeah, I asked this question to my group of scientists too. Why mRNA? Why do we go with this? And the thing is, we ch they chose this without knowing, without knowing what the long-term and harmful effects were going to be. And, and they made all these modifications, yeah, so that it could skirt the immune system because we know that mRNA will trigger an immune response. So they did all this and they modified it all and they, they essentially turned it into a, a biological weapon. Yeah. So before uh, before we go on, because I, I have a few more questions about that and, and some for each of you, uh, we're about to jump off our Frank Speech Live. So if you're on Frank Speech right now, uh, go over to one of the other streams afterwards. I'm going to make sure that we share where you can find all these people. Uh, we go live on conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, CloudHub, uh, and Frank Speech during the 4 uh, p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern hour. Uh you can also find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Give us a five-star review. Uh, help us reach more people because this is important. This is a real war, and there are real lives at stake. Uh, be an ambassador of truth and share this information. Uh, if you need a reminder when we go live, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. Uh, follow us on True Social uh, at Conservative Daily. Joe is there at Joe Oltman. And uh, the same deal on uh, Telegram. Uh, go down in the link in the description. You can sign up for our newsletter and get our uh, our Facts Blast updates uh, so you can make your voice heard in Congress. Uh, but I think we are about done on Frank's speech. We have a few more seconds. Uh, so thank you all of you on Frank's speech. Uh, please support Mike Lindell. Thank you for giving us this platform. Uh, go to MyPillow.com and you can uh, use promo code CD21. Uh, get up to 66% off on MyPillow products. I just got a bunch of them. Uh, because I haven't bought pillows for myself in a very long time. Uh, but but thank you so much. Uh, remember, uh, and actually, real quick, while we have you all here, uh, since it seems we are still live for another minute, uh, just take a few seconds, each one of you, and tell them where they can find you. So I'll start with you, Kyle. Okay, you can find me on Hawaii Free Speech News. That's HFSN um, on Instagram, 808. HFSN, 808, or on YouTube, Hawaii Free Speech News 3, one word. And Kimberly? You can find me on Facebook at Kimberly Kopachek. Unfortunately, I'm in my 30 day of no posting once again. I'm on Instagram again, Kimberly Kopachek, Nurse Kim Hawaii. I'm getting my hand slapped there. But I also have a Telegram group, uh, Hawaii Freedom Fighters, and it's Nurse Kim Hawaii. And Dr. Smith? 
Um, so we're Ethical Science Council, hashtag Take Science Back. We're on Telegram, Instagram. We finally got back on LinkedIn, Facebook, um, and I believe Twitter. And so follow us at Ethical Science Council. Ethical Science Council. So you can find me on Instagram at my underscore H-I-L-I-F-E underscore E-Y-E-S. My High Life Eyes is my Instagram. Also on Facebook, you can find me as Priya Jessica, P-R-Y-A Jessica. I also run um, a few groups as well, but again, Hawaiian Patriot Business Alliance, and then I run Unmask the Cakey uh, 808 on Telegram as well. Awesome. Uh, thank you. So we'll, we'll be, uh, we'll be, we should be done with the Frank speech soon, but I just wanted to thank you for doing that. I wanted to make sure that before we jumped off there, that audience could, uh, could find you, uh, before we, we close out. And if, uh, we're all, we're a couple minutes over where we normally go. I can, uh, I can keep going a little while if you guys are, are able to, to keep going with me. I'm okay. Like, raise your hands. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> just, yeah, just, 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 just shut up. Shut up. Um, so, and uh, uh, you know, Dr. Smith, you were just talking about this mRNA technology, and this is open to all of you as well. Not only the mRNA, but every single part of this. There, there's so much that they rolled out. You can say not knowing. And it's true in such a large way that we are absolutely lab animals. We are guinea pigs in this unbelievably evil experiment. And though the subjects include now very young babies and have for some time, it includes our military. Uh, you know, the, and this is in light of the DMED data that they've had now for uh, over a year. And when they, uh, when Lloyd Austin continued and pushed out the the mandate on our on our servicemen and women. They had months and months and months of data showing neurological yes. issues, uh, death, fertility issues, cancer, uh, the HIV rate, like just on and on and on. I could go down the list of all these effects. The, the VAERS database, I, I went through that, uh, I believe it was yesterday, the last couple of days. I actually showed people how difficult it is to even get VAERS data. You, you contrast that with the CDC COVID data tracker where you just you type it in anywhere and that's like the first search result that comes up you click that and all of a sudden you know magically they tell you how many cases this week and the percentage it's up and all this all this nonsense magically the number of deaths disappeared but then the VAERS data you have to go and put in all these ridiculous fields and now they don't even allow you to get it unless you get it under 10,000 uh, lines of you know of results so you can go to openbears.com, which is downloaded. Um, it's an individual who's doing it, but it's downloaded from the Wonder System. And what's really disheartening to me to see on Open Bears is that they have broken out specific categories under the COVID vaccine data. So they have a whole section just for myocarditis and pericarditis. They now have, which was recently added, a whole section just for children, just for adverse events in children. I mean, how disturbing and disgusting is that, that you have a separate breakout group just for, I mean, there's so many, there's so many deaths and, and adverse events that have happened in children. So they have a breakout for Bell's palsy. They have a breakout for, if you go under COVID vaccine data, you can see the list where they break out because they're just so many paralysis, Bell's palsy, cardiac, reproductive health. I mean, we've shared some of this on ethical science council, but I mean, it's just disturbing. 
it's just so disturbing because we know the trigger for pulling a product is 50 deaths. I mean, yes. I feel like even even a handful of deaths was too many, especially when it's just experimental. Yes. But after 50 deaths, they pulled the swine flu vaccine in 1977-76. So why are we at, what are we at now? Over 26,000? And they're still pushing this. Well, now I want to put this up again. So this is just for children. This is yes. uh, this is from this open, uh, and thank you for, for bringing this up. This is just child reports. Yes. You go to COVID vaccine data, you click on child reports. This is openvares, O-P-E-N-V-A-E-R-S.com. And, and you go to 5 to 17. Five. Yeah, this is just yeah. 5 to 17. And there's yeah. almost 50,000 reports here. And yep. statistically, the and historically, I mean, for decades, the reporting rate on VAERS is like 1%. Correct. So, I mean, well, if you if you use that math, we're looking at... We're looking at the thing half a million just in children. The thing that's troubling to me is that this system was set up by FDA and CDC jointly. So mm -hmm. this was set up by them to monitor product safety after full FDA approval. These things have not even gotten full FDA approval. And why are we monitoring yeah. safety then? We should not be using them, period. So why is CDC, this is the question, is why is CDC and FDA trying to discredit their own system? If they know it's flawed, they know that it's a very small 1% of it's being reported. Why have they not corrected this? Why have they not fixed this? Why are they not trying to make it better? Do they not want to know? Shouldn't they want to know? They should want to know. Yeah, they absolutely well, is, should want to know. This is where we have a hard time, right? Pfizer wanted 75 years. You're wanting to hide something if you're wanting 75 years to disclose um, about your product, right? And then they were mandated, they have X amount of time. We had nine pages, no spaces of, we're not talking about just a little bit of adverse events. We are talking about significant adverse events. And like Dr. Smith mentioned, if this was any other drug, I don't care if it was five years, 10 years on the market. Like she said, if you're around 50 adverse events, significant adverse events, that gets pulled. So why is it that this, these um, experimental vaccines, which we're not gonna call vaccine because that's not what they do. These experimental shots, the show still is going on. I just heard at Walmart how they're going for the 5 to 11 to come get your booster. Why is it that knowing all these significant adverse events and deaths that are occurring, this continues on, which we know why, because of the overall agenda. But this would not occur if this was any other drug. They did not meet the, the, the EUA criteria, right? They failed multiple, but it still got approved. And then they, they changed the definition of vaccine. Yes, and like you and I were talking last time, the, the Nuremberg the Nuremberg Code of 1947. You have to You have to have first. You have to have a test subject, a human test subject that is competent enough to become a part of the test. They didn't know that they were even human test subjects. They didn't know that they were not being done on the animal. Well, they were done, but they were killed before, right? That's why they never used it. Well, it was perfect for what they're doing now. Um, they don't. They have to be given the pros and cons. They have to agree to consenting. They have to sign in a informed consent. And anytime they want to stop being a human test subject, it is their right to say, I don't want to do this anymore. And this is not being held, no one's being held accountable. Why aren't we seeing these Nuremberg trials? Why aren't we seeing the doctor's trials? I want I want my questions answered. Who is it because that we have to trials, go to? Those trials, look, a trial happens after the war. This, we're still in the war. None of that's going to happen until after this is over, which is the sad. This is the saddest part is those trials only happen at the end of the war. 
then they get the war criminals and then they try them if they can find them. So, you know, I don't know what it's going to take. I keep telling people when they tell me about getting a booster, I'm like, what do you think you're boosting? What do you think you're boosting? The virus that these injections were made for no longer circulating, no longer. It's like getting a smallpox vaccine. You're not getting exposed to smallpox. There's not a virus out in the, in the population circulating. Why would you need to get it? Why? Why are you boosting children when children don't need these in the first place? When like, they are pushing this on children, I want to put this up one more time. Whoops, sorry. Uh, I want to put this up one more time. If we look just at, co this is all COVID reports. This is through April 22nd. You have 1.2 million, over 1.2 million reports at 1%. That's hundred and like 111 million. Yes. And that's what, that's in a year, a year and a half. But as we know, this is the reason this, if you, we want to call it a war, the war is still continuing because people are complying. What is it going to take for us to stand up and say enough's enough? When is it going to take for us to take our money out of their banks? When is it going to be enough to pull all the water, to pull the food, to pull the supplies and protect ourselves and be a tribe and love one, one another, right? And protect each other. We are not protected by the people who are supposed to be looking out for our best interests and our well-being. They continue to harm our loved ones and they continue to kill our loved ones. When is it enough? When When is it that people, what, what? that line in the sand where they say, okay, I'm ready to finally stand up. It's going to take a death of their loved one, a death of their child. It's going to have to hit home for people to stand up, for the, for the majority of standing up. And they're not even putting two and two together and saying, oh, I lost my loved one because of the, the shots. I hear this all the time. Even in the hospitals, they're not putting two and two together as healthcare professionals. They are just doing their job, taking care of all these women who are having significant amount of birth you know, miscarriages, the babies that are being breastfed dying, that's not normal, I'm sorry. The cardiac issues, the neurological issues, the strokes, the PEs, the pul I mean, look, we have nine pages of significant adverse events. Why are we still complying? Two and a half years later, and this type of damage is happening to us. They already said they want to make the human species ex ex extinct, right? Like other animals. That's what, that's where they're putting us to. Are we going to allow that? Who wants to be transhumanism? I can tell you I don't. I'm going to fight. I would rather take my own life than allow them to take my life or decide if they're going to shoot me up and make me part of their robot. I'm not going down like that. I'm going to fight for my granddaughter to have a life that she deserves. We all got it. They, they deserve that right too. They're being conditioned right now, and I'm not okay with that. You're absolutely right, and that's, that, that's what upsets me the most is that so many of parents, like, what are you guys doing? You are not... You, your children are forgetting the vaccine just in schools. You're allowing them to mask your child, to isolate them, to separate them, to shame them. Have you no respect for the life of your child? And I know there are many listening that, that, that may not uh, have gone along with it, but there are far too many Americans who, who laid down, that you metaphorically laid down their arms, just like I believe many of you will lay down your arms if it does come to that, because your behavior over the last two years has proven to me that you are not willing to actually stand up is, is yes. you make the decision to live and die on your terms if i'm gonna die i'm sure as hell not gonna do it uh to to some agenda that they're gonna going to you know inject me with some experimental garbage uh which we know is already killing people i'm not gonna take some drug that we know is gonna kill them so mm -hmm. why aren't people 
I mean, it, just, it infuriates me. Like, live and die on your terms. You are, you are not going to go to the pearly gates with anything other than the record of actions that you took here, the things that you stood up for, and the things that you did not stand up for. And right now, people are going to have a big a big burden when they actually do you know, reach those gates. All right, guys. Well, we're fired up, as you can hear. We've got almost a full another hour for you in part two of this interview. Uh, so tune in for more awesome information and inspiration from Nurse Kim, Kyle, Dr. Jennifer Smith, and Jessica coming up next. <laughs>